We're putting a twist in traditional today. Hey, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 371. Are you a new traditionalist? And you can get the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 371. Today, we're going to be talking about this particular style of decorating that is really wonderful, really easy to live with, and may incorporate a lot of things you already have in your house. Oh, I love this look because it's kind of a fun way to mix in some new elements with what you already have. So sometimes when people change their styles, it means throwing everything out or getting rid of everything you have and starting from scratch. But that's the beauty of this new traditional style is if you've got traditional in your home, it's that's your launching pad. You start with that. Yeah. And you know, we always encourage you to not pigeonhole yourself in a particular style, to actually create your own style, your own signature style. And that is definitely the goal that, you know, we feel should be you know, the, your your highest priority when decorating your house to make it your own. So not that you're going to copy any of these styles, but we wanted to bring this particular style to your attention. Um, it's not as maybe talked about as, oh, the onset of mid-century modern or shabby chic or farmhouse or something like that. But it's kind of been quietly going on for a while. And it is really lovely. And you've probably seen a lot of homes decorated like this in magazines and whatnot and high-end decorators doing this look because it is a beautiful look that incorporates really nice furnishings that have classic lines and adding in some freshness and some modern takes on either the furniture or the accent pieces that just really brings the older pieces, the more traditional pieces alive. Um, So if you're a person who has some traditional pieces in your house and you're kind of looking around and feeling like, just feels a little dated, a little maybe frumpy, you know, just needs a little zip, then new traditional is a look that you're going to want to pay some attention to. So we're going to talk about the look, how to achieve it, and then we're going to give you a list of designers who are doing it right. And you can then head over to the show notes and click through and see their websites and see uh, examples of their work. And I would say, now that I've read all about this, I guess I'm kind of a new traditionalist too because I've got these older pieces that uh, were either left here in the house or a lot of antiques that my mom had gifted to us. And then slowly over the past year or so, I've been adding in a lot more modern pieces like that black chase and that cool modern lamp that I have. And I'm loving the way they look together. So, you know, I don't like to declare or wear a badge or a name tag that says what my style is because I don't think you can really necessarily put a name on anybody's style once they've, they've, like we're saying, created their own. Uh, But yeah, I think loosely, I guess I'm a new traditionalist too. And Anita, would you think based on the, the 
sort of more rustic pieces that you add, the hide rugs and the things like that that you add into your French decor? Would you think that in a loose sense, you're a new traditionalist too? Well, if someone was looking at my style and wanted to describe it, they would probably say some version of French. But looking at it from a different angle, there's some elements in my style that I would call new traditional. For example, the pieces that I had in my collection at Soft Surroundings, the furniture, was more toward the modern. I mean, there was a, the very clean lined Swedish Gustavian uh, chest, but it's very simple lines that were more modern looking and, you know, some other pieces. So, I mean, that certainly lends it toward what you're saying. So, which is a roundabout way of saying yes. <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, at first blush, if somebody's, if there was a multiple choice question, you know, is Nita's decorating style mid-century French or farmhouse? You'd probably pick French, even right. though there is farmhouse, right? Uh, but there's definitely this juxtaposition going on in your decor, which I love. And so I, I think, yeah, in the under the umbrella term, we could both be new traditionalists. So mm-hmm. yeah, sure. What's I a good so. way to start ch- doing the changeover? So if somebody's got a lot of traditional pieces, or maybe they just like this look and they right now they just have their first house and they've got a lot of hand-me-downs and IKEA and whatnot, and they want to achieve this look. So it doesn't have to be the person who has a house full of traditional style furniture. Maybe you want to start buying traditional furniture and Mm -hmm. what a great time to do that as far as prices. That's true. And I was just talking to a client this morning. She's got very traditional things in her house and she's wanting to do some updates, but You know, I admired and respected her stance. She said she's got grandkids, they climb all over the beds, and she said, you know what? I want them to be able to do that. She said that her home is never going to be on the cover of a magazine, but she said, you know what? I'm okay with that. She said, we want comfort. And the thing I was trying to explain to her is I want her decor to work for her and not the other way around. So if if what she has in her house in some ways other people see is dated, if that's what she loves, then I think she should keep it. Uh, but we were talking about some ways that if she wanted to update it, she could. And so the the living room had a red camelback sofa and an oriental rug and a leather chair. And so we talked about changing out. So one change she could do, actually, which is this new traditional, would be to take out that oriental rug and put in a sisal rug, which would kind of give it a more of a cleaner, simpler look. Instantaneous, exactly. Right. I mean, that is such a big change, and especially if it's a large size rug, that is going to change the look of the room, probably more than any other piece. Don't you think? Oh, yes. I mean, those those Mm -hmm. rugs are beautiful. But when it's mixed with the really traditional furniture, yes, it has a certain look Mm -hmm. from a certain time. Now, if you took that oriental rug and then you put it in a more boho styled room or a room with white slip covered furnishings and it was the only pop of color or something like that then that rug would take on a new life yeah and it's kind of what you're you're kind of hinting at this kelly but i think if you pick out everything kind of that's supposed to go together the room looks boring and flat 
if you kind of mix it up in an unexpected way, which a lot of the new traditional is, that's what's exciting and fresh and new. So you don't, so if you have a very traditional chair and sofa, you don't want a very traditional rug to go with it. You want to mix it up. Really, really well put. So, and we're assuming everybody listening is knowing what we're talking about with this traditional look. So in case you're not, let's just go over for a second. So it's heavy or dark. The pieces may or may have some history to them. More ornate. Um sort of rooted in sort of the English country style. Um, the time frame is sort of, it's kind of rooted in style, furniture styles around 1700 to 1800. So some Queen Anne, some Victorian, some Federal, some Chippendale, maybe uh, claw foot legs, some carving, things like that. Do you, uh, and, and the colors tended to be maybe the burgundies and greens and whatnot. Do you want to add anything to that? I think that's good. I mean, it definitely does tend to be the darker furniture, and it's the furniture that's been in, in around for a lot of time. So this, these are styles that maybe have been around for a hundred years. So it would be maybe Chippendale and and Federal and some of these other styles. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just something traditional. It would be something that's been around for a while. It's not a new. It's not new or or done in. It's not a newer style. Right. So this rug idea, I mean, this is really going to change the room just dramatically. And so you can do a sizal. That would probably be my call. Um, But you could do something really different, something abstract, something geometric. You could do a hide. Um, You could even take that accent piece, that accent rug, and even you could try it over wall-to-wall carpeting. Like if you had a wall-to-wall Berber or something like that, you don't even need to have hardwood. Just You could just try it and see how it makes the room feel. Yeah. I actually have a red Navajo rug and I'm wondering what that would look like in her room. Oh, a little that different. one could be super cool. Yeah. Kind of tribal. Yeah. 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 Try it. That's what um, I was thinking. We'll see yeah. if she likes that. So you want to tend towards the less ornate and less fu- fl- fluffy, <laughs> fussy. So, mm-hmm. you know, the older styles, there tended to be a lot going on. You know, there if there was a ruffle, there were two. If there was tassels, there's, there's carving. There's a lot of it. All that stuff. So you want to sort of get away from that a little bit. Maybe you have one or two pieces that are like that. So that's your foothold in the traditional part. But then other things that you're going to add in are going to be more clean lined, more simple, solids, lighter colors, neutrals, that sort of thing is really going to freshen up the look. And let me go the other direction. Let's say you have a very modern room where everything's got very clean, simple lines. Maybe it's kind of a room that's been furnished with a lot of Ikea things or just things that very kind of mid-century modern, a lot of straight legs, very simple lines. You want to go with a new traditional, my favorite way, throw in a French chair or two. That's got a little curve, a little personality. And, and that's the thing. When you throw in a curvy French chair in a room that has very straight, clean lines, they're going to shine and they're going to look great. But if maybe the whole room is all curvy French stuff, it kind of uh, maybe doesn't look as fresh. I think that's such a great approach too. just, you know, you're taking it from 
the position of the person has doesn't have the mahogany dining room set. You're, you're mm-hmm. near the opposite end of the spectrum, but yet trying to achieve this new traditional look. I love it. And yes, and that it would be such a great look. I love that idea. How about some mirrored pieces? That's oh, someone mm-hmm. unexpected. And you can get them where they have sort of a more old world shape to them and look, but yet they're mirrored. So that just adds a whole nother level. Or you could get a very modern mirrored type piece, uh, which is a little glamier and see how it works. I mean, sometimes the juxtaposition is going to be too far off, but when you get it right, it's so great to mix the errors, mix the different finishes, and it does just add this interest to a room that you cannot achieve when you're you know, all with one set of furniture or one style or one error or you know, yeah, one and look. I'm I'm thinking what might even be a beautiful chest to put in or dresser to put in a room like this. What about one of these dressers that's got dimension to the front. And I know you know what I'm talking about, maybe where it's wavy or there's triangles that are actually on the front of it or diamonds Mm -hmm. where it's actually a shape that you can feel, but something that's got some architectural feel to the front of it that's in a white. I think those are beautiful. Oh yeah, that would be really nice. And how about changing your window coverings? Either just maybe take them all off if you can and see what that's like. or But if you've got drapes and valances and ruffles and poofs and florals and all of this going on, take it down. Take down the, the brocades. Maybe put mm-hmm. up natural wovens. Put up something really simple. I would say the, the, the valance for sure. Take yeah. the valance down. They're really not... They're just not in style right now. So if you took that down, your curtains might be fine without the valance. So before I took everything down, mm-hmm. I would just take down the valance and see what it looks like. And if that looks great, then you're golden. But if not, then yeah, you might want to just take your drapes down altogether and just go with some blinds or shades, bamboo shades or something like that. Or even a simple, like we said in the previous episode, a drop cloth curtain, something very simple. Yeah. And and. Think of how you can add a little fun or a whimsy to, particularly if you are starting with a lot of traditional furnishings, because it's very grown up, you know, and it's very, could be very stodgy. Um, The traditional can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, you know, whatever that would mean to you, whether it's a fun kind of whimsical pattern, maybe on some toss pillows or uh, just some fun little decorative items, just something that adds a little levity to the room. I'm thinking of artwork. I think there's so much fun artwork out there. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about because I love oil paintings, especially portraits of people that are really old. So I think that's a fun thing to have in the house. But if all you have on the walls are oil paintings, I think it can get dragged down and feel a little heavy. So if you can mix that with some lighter, cheerier, simpler artwork that's not an oil painting, I think that's a great mix. And that's going to lend toward this new traditional look. Yeah, something modern, abstract, even black and white photography, something that maybe even has a little edge to it. You know, so I think that that up against even your traditional sofa, something like that really would change the look of the room. I mean, even if you did, I would say that 
top things maybe so far that we've talked about, the rug, the draperies, and a piece of more modern art or photography. I think you'd be such a long way to achieving this look and really freshening up the traditional look that you've got. And we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to call it out specifically. If you have a room full of furniture that you bought as a set and it was all meant to go together, this is what we're talking about is that that's expected and it's a little kind of can be a little on the boring side. So to you would what we're suggesting is that you take something out either sell it, give it away, put it in another room, and then put something in that room with it that's a little cleaner line, a little simpler, and something that uh, is not expected. Yeah. Breaking up is hard to do, but... (laughs) It can be. You need to. It's good. Everybody should have a little space. It'd be nice. Um, Less is more in the little decorative items for the new traditionalist look. So, you know, just clear away some of it. Take away some of the frames. Take away some of the the little diddly items. Uh, Less is definitely more for this look because it's it's adding a clean and simpler look to the traditional furnishings. Yes, definitely cleaner, less things in the room, I would say. And in general, we... Talk about avoiding having too many little things in general, but definitely with this particular style, you really want to think about how much is sitting out and make sure there's not too much in the room. And while we're talking about getting things cleaner, simpler, let's talk about those lampshades. And you know which ones I'm talking about. They're the pleated ones, scalloped, bell-shaped, pagoda-shaped, All of the older style lampshades, these are lampshades that you would want to move on out of the room and go with a drum shade. That's kind of the shade shape that is very popular right now. And I think that's, it's a very clean line and it works with everything. 100% agree. And you may even want to go a little further. Doing the shade makes a big difference, but Maybe it's time to change the whole lamp. I did that and wow, it made such a difference. I had a lamp. It was perfect. It went with everything, you know, went with my sofa, it went with the Berger chairs and it all made sense. But I had that sense like there's something needs to shake this room up a little bit for it to really hold my interest. And when I got that black chaise, I was like, I'm loving this. But now what about the other side of the room? The other side of the room it looks like it's too different. I need to bridge the gap on both sides. And I found this lamp way in the back of a store. I don't shop in that much crate and barrel. I go in there every once in a while. And it's usually for clients and whatnot. It's usually not from my own house. But there was this lamp. It had this gray drum shade, but in a narrow, I guess, now I guess it's still a drum-ish, but it's more, it's not completely round. It's sort of more a, an oval drum. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And nice. it's gold. The base is gold and it's like an open rectangle. And then it's on a base of this charcoal kind of slate. So cool. I want to see a all picture my colors. of this. Yeah. And it's, and behind it on the wall. You cheat and do not show pictures of I all do your stuff. I do always show pictures. Um, <laughs> Behind it on the wall, I have a very ornate, gilded, chippy mirror that I got at the Rose Bowl, which is very Frenchy looking. And so I thought, I don't know, but man, do they play nice together. 
I love nice. it. Yeah. And Good then it makes sense you. with the chase. So it's talking to the chase and everybody's playing nice together in that room right now. So I would definitely encourage you to um, play around with your lamps. And I they definitely think the easiest entry to that is the changing out the shade. Mm-hmm. And limited color palette. This is another thing I'm seeing is fewer patterns, fewer complicated patterns. So if there's patterns in the room, there's simpler patterns, fewer colors. And again, think if you want to think of one word to go with this new traditionalist style, it's simpler. I would say that's the word that I would use for it. It's simpler, simpler styles of furniture and simpler patterns of fabrics, for example. So, you know, fewer colors and fewer patterns. And that's kind of the way to go as far as this look goes. Yeah, I so agree. Simpler in a in a really sort of sophisticated, buttoned up way. Would you Would you say that? Would you agree? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because it's not like simpler in the farmhouse way. Right? Oh, so not more rustic, but yeah. cleaner, cleaner, cleaner. Exactly, yeah. just mm-hmm. a really, really nice look. Really easy to live with, and really pretty easy to achieve. I mean, you know, if you have a very traditionally decorated home right now, if you took took some of these tips, I mean, this really wouldn't take you more than a couple of days to get this rolling. And and when we're saying the color palette, you know, you want to get away from those darker colors. You want to get away from the greens and the burgundies and all of that and definitely want to add in some new. But what do you think about navy, though? Because I think of that being a great color for the new traditionalist look. No, I think navy is so uh, – yeah, because navy to me evokes exactly what you said. It's sort of clean and it's classic and it's sophisticated. You know, it's all those things. Um and I don't think of navy like when I think of green and burgundy together, I think of this very specific type of traditional room. But I don't put navy in that same boat. And I think navy looks so great with brushed gold or anything like that. So I think you know it would lend itself to this look really nicely, and it does look nice with the older. Uh, type of furnishings that have the the darker stain. It does look really pretty with the, even the mahogany stains, don't well, you think? Speaking, oh, yeah. Speaking of navy, how about a navy piece of furniture? I think that would really freshen up a room. Yeah. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I'm going to encourage you to think up again. I love talking about that fifth wall. So here's a way to really shake up a traditional room. Do something really interesting on the ceiling. You could lacquer the ceiling. You could paint it a color. You could do some sort of uh, covering on it. It could be really, really fun. So think about that. Yeah. And then another thing to think about if you have wallpaper in the room, just look at your wallpaper and see if it's kind of a fresh, newer wallpaper. Uh, some of the older wallpapers can really make the room look stuffy. And there's a lot of new wallpapers that have a very fresh feel. And so many of the newer ones in the last five years feel very different from the older ones. So I would definitely take a look at any wallpaper that you have. Because wallpaper in general tends to look dated faster than about anything else. 
sadly, because I do love wallpaper. But, you know, just take a look at your wallpaper and make sure it is working for you and not against you. Yeah, I think... I'm seeing a lot more white space in the wallpaper that's popular now. When this resurgence of wallpaper, I think that there's a lot more white going on. Um, And more simpler color combinations, basically less, less, uh, a more limited color palette, basically fewer colors in the wallpaper Mm -hmm. is what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's definitely, again, right along the the simpler, the cleaner lines. I saw a quote from one of the new famed or uh, new traditionalist designers. And she says, do one thing your mom wouldn't. So if, you know, <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. I mean, it could, it could be in all aspects of your I life. I do that all day long. There you go. <laughs> I think she was specifically talking about decorating. Oh. Yes. Um, and so we have some new traditionalist designers that we wanted to draw your attention to. Um, it's They're all women and they're doing some really cool things, whether in their own spaces, on their own blogs, or a lot of them in clients all around the country and all around the globe. So I'm going to list their names. If I've got a little quote or something from them, I'll let you know. But the links to their websites or at least some of their work will be included in the show notes. So it would might be nice if you're not, uh, if, A, if you're really interested in this style to go over and get some ideas. And if you're not exactly sure of what this looks like when it's put together, these are some great resources. So the first one is Summer Thornton. And she talks about her new traditionalist style as cultured irreverence. I kind of like that. Oh, right? nice. So there it is. The culture is the old stuff and the reverence is adding in some modern freshness. Love it. Heather Garrett and her approach is French modern and Southern traditional. So that might be something you'd like to check out, Anita, whatever oh, she's doing. Her French modern might be cool. And then another woman named Taylor Brassari and Ginger Bruton. Uh, she has the blog Well Designed Life, as well as uh, clients all over the country. Uh, Julie Goldman, she works here out of LA. Frances Merrill and Katie Linden. And Katie says that every room should have gravitas and soul. And I couldn't agree oh, more. That's very I true. Agree. So overall, this new traditional style is. Uh, it's having rooms that are interesting because the mix of periods and the mix of the provinces of the pieces. And it's just going to really shake up your traditional furnishings if you do some of these things that we've suggested today. So let us know if you think you're a new traditionalist, if you'd like to be a new traditionalist, and um, take a look at some of these designers who are doing really interesting things with, uh, you know, some furnishings that you know, we've talked about past that that are ending up in thrift stores left, right, and center. And you have to see how these women are making these pieces shine. So again, might be a great time to buy these traditional pieces because you can get them for a song. Good point. Do you have a crush for us today? Well, I do. And you know, I'm very health conscious and I'm really looking to 
do what's best for my family's health. And I've been working to eliminate a lot of aluminum from from the house. And something that I've used, I thought would be a great tip, uh, and it's a product that's easily found, is parchment paper. And so if I want to protect, you know, our food from absorbing aluminum or, you know, consuming aluminum, uh, you know, all the cookie sheets, all the cooking trays, they're all made out of aluminum. So I just put a sheet of parchment paper on there when I'm cooking salmon or if I'm cooking, uh, roasting some broccoli or Brussels sprouts, and then it's not sticking and I just uh, throw away the paper and, um, and then I don't have to worry about the aluminum in the food. You know, really, honestly, you have uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things that I hadn't really considered uh, because you have a very, very healthy lifestyle and you're very conscious of things uh, about what you put into your body, what you put into your home. And I really appreciate that about you, Anita. And I bet a lot of people that are listening do as well. And sometimes I feel like I have a a really dumb question (laughs) because some of the things you're mentioning and I'm like, well, why is that bad? So like if I'm using aluminum foil, like Reynolds aluminum foil, right up there with my Windex that I grew right. up with, like what is that doing? If anything, if I'm – say we have some leftovers and I put a piece of aluminum foil over the dish or what have you and I put it in the fridge, is that doing anything or is it if I'm cooking with it? Does it have to be at high heat? What do you know about that? Okay. Well, and again, I'm not an expert on this. This is just based on my research and what I know about it. Uh, so, you know, it, just bear that in mind, not an expert. But I think the problem is when you're really more, it's when you're cooking and when the food is stuck to the aluminum and then you're scraping it and then bits of the aluminum are getting into the food. So if it's just in the refrigerator and then when you take it off, kind of maybe a little bit of the food comes with it, you know, gets stuck to it, but it comes off. I think that's probably not an issue. It's more of, uh, so I don't know that there's, there might be some leaching in, but it's my understanding it's more of, and, and the problem with baking on the aluminum pans is the scraping because then little micro bits of the aluminum get in your food. And aluminum is a heavy metal and it is not good to have much of that in your body. It can cause, if you just do research about heavy metals, it can cause a lot of problems for people when it gets to higher levels. But, you know, why even risk it? And there is some association, they think, with aluminum in people's body and Alzheimer's. So why even go there? Yeah. I don't want yeah. So if you can avoid the aluminum foil, I would. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. We can all avoid aluminum foil, right? You know, it's just like, you know, it's just making lifestyle choices. It's being educated. So I, I really do want to tell you that I, if I've never said oh, this to you before, I do you. really appreciate a lot of the information. I mean, all of the information, but, you know, a lot of the information that you share, I, it's, you know, it's got sort of like not something I really considered. Like I did give you a really hard time when you suggested those glass food. Yes, you did. Containers <laughs> for a Christmas gift, you guys. Like, really? <laughs> but what do I use every day? And and now what do I send my daughter's lunch in when she's having leftovers for lunch at school? Yeah, the Duralex containers. Thank you very much, Mrs. Joyce, that Laura has You're those. Welcome. And she's not going with plastic and heating it up in the microwave at school. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad, really. No, oh, that reminds so me of a true. new exciting crush I'm going to have for next time. I don't want to say it now. Okay. Oh, for God's sakes. Now I'm going to have to listen next time too. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to pay attention when she's oh, talking. Gosh. Okay. 
Um, mine is a book. I've, I'm on a roll. This is oh, going to be, it's my second book. I have, you know, I had, had taken a long hiatus from reading books because it was just, you know, didn't find one I liked and didn't take the time, was doing other stuff. But I was been flying a lot lately and I really do like to read while I'm flying. Um, Ghosted. I love it. It's a great book. It's I ju- I'm not even finished, and I'm sharing how good it was. Is this uh, as in the current term go- when you ghost somebody? Yeah, it's not a ghost story. Okay. Uh, and it um, there's a really I just got to, last night. I just got to the twist, which was not expected. Oh, I yeah. like the twist. It was a very good. So yeah, we're doing twist on traditional today and we are <laughs> do got a twist in this book. Yeah, I, it's really very, very good. Um, it, it's one of those that, that you can't really put it down. So I highly recommend it to anybody who's looking for a good book to read. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, these are, I, I don't like romances necessarily and like blah, 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 blah. Um, but this is very good. I mean, it's an easy read. It's, um, you know, it, you could probably read it in a weekend, uh, you know, if you if you sat down and really chugged through it. So I highly recommend it. Sounds great. Do we have a listener question? Yes, yes. We have a question, which a lot of people might have. I get this question a lot. Um, on my blog and through emails because people see that china cabinet that I painted and they all seem to want to know what uh, finish I used on it. Um, so Jackie B has written to us and she is wanting to paint a china cabinet type of thing. And it is, um, I don't know if she's doing it in white or what color, but I guess, I guess I kind of assumed it was white. And she's wondering what sheen would we suggest? So what finish would we suggest? Oh, not t- what type of paint? Yeah. So, you know, the satin, gl- semi-gloss, that sort of thing. Okay. Well, I like to use the chalk paints or the milk paints, which are very flat. And then I use a wax over it, a low sheen wax. So it's just a very satiny, soft kind of finish. And that's what I do. But now what did you do on yours? Yeah, see, I didn't want the, I do like the look of the chalk paint, but I kind of had had, I like the way you do it or, you know, you would suggest it. I, I don't want the look of the chalk paint that we've seen over and over and over again. It's overly distressed. The, yeah, it's overly distressed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't have to do that. No. So, you know, I I think sometimes that's where that's the genesis of this question, maybe like, should I do chalk paint? Or because but, people think of that particular look with it. Right. But the nice thing with the chalk paint is that you can go over, it doesn't require the priming and, and a lot of the prep work that the other paints require. And that, which is one, another reason why I like it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is true. I mean, supposedly that can go over anything that even has a, some sort of sheen or poly on it too. Is that correct? Yes, I certainly have. Okay. With so, very little prep. Yeah. See, I'm not a big, I, I like, I want to dive in and get going, you know? So I'm not like going to sand it. Paint. So I, I don't paint too much furniture uh, myself, but 
what I like to do is have a semi-gloss on it. That's what I'm really liking in this house because okay. again, like I want it to, just like we're talking today, to sort of have that juxtaposition to the older furniture I have and just give it a little bit of shine, you know, not like, not mirrored, not glitter, not metallic, but just it's got the shine. So I suggest to Jackie, if that's kind of what you're going for, I would use the semi-gloss and it's such an indestructible type of paint finish. It's so easy to clean. Um, and I don't really find that you have to prime it. Really? Uh, yeah. See, now when I've used paint like that, Unless it's primed, it usually peels right off for me. Really? See, I didn't oh, have yeah. that. Here. I've had a bad problem with it peeling off mm-hmm, and not sticking. So, if you're using some, you know, just latex semi gloss paint, you're going to have to be real careful. And and maybe you'll have good luck like you did, Kelly. But maybe you won't. Right. Well, it couldn't hurt if you're unsure to you know to put sort of even just a flat coat or a primer coat under it i mean that's not that big of a primer. deal it does yeah. you'd probably have to do two coats of the semi gloss anyway so maybe you'd only have to do one a coat of that um but i i use that china cabinet all the time it has it's actually i call it a china cabinet but it's actually like a, a roll top secretary so i'm I, that's where i keep my note cards and you know some special pens and things like that that i have to get to once in a while our cards for bespoke were in there so i was always going in and out of there and i and i do take the glasses out sometimes we'll use the champagne glasses or whatnot so it's got a lot of use. Uh, it's not a piece that just sits in the corner and no one touches. So, so far so good. And I did not prime it, nor did, it was so big. I did not uh, sand it. So, you know, Jackie, I guess we're giving you both ends of the spectrum there. You could do a chalk paint like Anita likes. Uh, we would suggest not distressing it too much because that look has kind of left the station. And, maybe, and then you would want to do some sort of wax on it. So Anita, do you have a particular wax that you would suggest? Uh, well, I like the Amy Howard one. I'm trying to think. There's a couple more that I like uh, that are not coming to mind, but that's that's certainly a good one. And particularly if you're going to use her paints, right? I mean, it's what yeah, but like you know, that. yeah, sure, yeah. And she's got some great paints, so that's certainly a good option. Yeah, I mean, I tend to be like, hey, look what I have left over in the garage. <laughs> oh. paint this. You know, so that's what I did, um, and I like, I like it to have a little sheen to it. So hopefully that helped you, Jackie. Um, we were kind of a little all over the place, but it really depends on the piece of furniture, and it depends on you know uh, how much effort you you want to put into it, and how much. Um, use the particular piece is going to get as far as what you decide to do. Well, and we'd love to hear how it turns out. Yeah. And I just realized I forgot to tell you the name of the author of Ghosted. It's Rosie Walsh. Okay. And she's British. And this is her first, I guess it's her first book that's been released in America as well. So there's some- When do you have time to read these books? When I was flying. Oh, that's what I was okay. telling you. I've been okay. flying so much lately. Okay. The one book I read over the summer, A Little Fires Everywhere, that I recommended to everyone. And that I read along with my daughter because that was her summer reading. And I thought it would be fun. And then I could make sure she was reading it and we could talk about it. <laughs> and um, we really love that. In fact, she just wrote a paper on it the other day. And then I was in the airport. And you know, you get on the plane, they say there's going to be Wi Fi and there isn't. No. You know, and I had. Uh, several like five, six hour flights, you know, lately. So yeah, and but it's so good to- that I've been stealing like 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there so oh, I can finish. Oh, nice. Oh, I got to try this yeah. one. Or I got to book a flight somewhere. 
<laughs> I might check my library too. Yeah, check your library. Yeah, well, great. Those are wonderful. Great question about the paint. And this was fun discussing this new traditional look. And if this is uh, something you're going to try or you already have, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think about it. And as always, it's so fun hanging out with you. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.